Well, Rita, we promised the listeners a new longer feature interview in this hour and we have a terrific chat between our reporter and host of the podcast Upon Arrival, that's Adelaine Ung. Adelaine chats with a luxury travel agent from the USA, Shane Mahoney, who espouses his philosophy on travel, which is basically go travelling and spend as much as you can afford on gaining the wonderful experiences available in a new culture. Because someone once told him, you don't see any hearses towing a U-Haul trailer. I guess the message is you can't take things with you. Therefore, accumulate memories with you and your friends and your family. And his ultimate offer is to take you on a million-dollar 16-day adventure where you get to experience what it's like to be 007 James Bond. It is the greatest tour that very few people can ever afford. Shooting from helicopters, weapons training, all kinds of stuff. We release the client back to their normal life and sometime within the next month and them packing exactly nothing, it's time to go. Because Bond doesn't get notice that the world is about to end and neither do you. Well, Shane, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Adelaine. There's so much to ask you because I guess there is so many layers to your experience and you're not doing what most travel professionals do, you know, just go to the trade fairs, match this venue with that product or service, but you really looked at what people were wanting in creating travel experiences. And then there's also, I mean, just to throw a bit of pixel dust into the whole mix, you've got this James Bond experience, (laughs) which I'd love to ask you about because it also just occurred to me that I've actually met three James Bond movie actors. Really? Really. I should say that more often because I hardly mention it and it's a fun fact. But I am digressing. Can I first ask, how did you get into this industry? Did it stem from a long time love of travel? It must have, I guess. For sure, it it did, uh, but it wasn't that direct of a route. I did what I think a lot of people did. Uh, I graduated college with a international marketing degree, and I got a fantastic job with Ford Motor Credit in uh, Dallas, Texas, right off the bat, and it uh, paid me well. And then uh, fast forward 12 years of just one promotion or job uh, after another that was just great. I was great at making money, but I hit 34 years old and I was just done. I I just didn't, uh, I didn't want to do it anymore. I had never asked myself, what do you want to do with your life? I had always just done the next thing that was kind of right in front of me. And my love of travel had started really early. Uh, my, My mom is from Paris, actually. I was almost born in Iran. Almost? Almost. My mom took a last trimester flight to, to make sure I was born in the U.S. They don't do that anymore. They don't let, it, they don't let that happen. <laughs> the 70s, you know? <laughs> and uh, no, we, uh, my, my dad is American, and, um, and he, drew, he worked on an exploratory oil ship in the Indian Ocean. And so we lived in Borneo for a year when I was uh, too young to remember that. We lived in uh, Australia for three years. And then, you know, they decided that when my brother and I were in school, they wanted to settle down. And we, we did so in Florida. But in high school, I was an exchange student in Barcelona. My senior year, always kind of uh, whenever I had a vacation, I knew that I had the type of jobs that they would call you in if you were close, like even if it was your vacation, or your day off. 
And so I was like, I know how to solve this problem. I'm going to go out of the country. You can't, you can't call me in. So I would just do these elaborate and big vacations anyway. To avoid the boss. <laughs> just to be gone, right? No, can't, can't, say no, can't say yes to that. So, right. So I'm 34. I was divorced at the time. And I was just like, you know what? I, I just, I want to do something that I want to love. And it's really funny because I read an article in France Magazine, of all places, about a guy who had, he'd sold everything. He sold his entire 20-year real estate agency in Colorado, moved to France and started a ski school. And I was like, that's it. I'll go learn to be a ski instructor. I'm sure there's a lot of market for people that speak English well over there. And I'll figure it out. I, I love to ski. So Adelaine, this gentleman... Mike Baudet was very nice. He responded to my email really quickly. And uh, within a day or two, we were speaking on the phone. And it was after probably a four-hour conversation that he recommended that I not be a ski instructor. And uh, so what, wow. what he did say was, you know, maybe you should consider being a tour operator. And to be totally honest, I had no idea what a tour operator was. I had traveled so much and never even used a travel agent. I knew very, very well that I did not want to be in a cubicle. So being a travel agent wasn't going to cut it. But uh, no, I, I was inspired, honestly. And so I did probably like a month of research on the industry and the people and the job and everything else that was required. And out of absolute, complete thin air, I started my company this July. It'll be 11 years ago. And I haven't, uh, I haven't looked back. For me, being a tour operator... Once I was educated in what it was and what I could bring to this industry, it was plan A, B, and C. I still don't know of anything that I'd rather be doing. I was, uh, I was very fortunate that right out the gate, someone, I would call him a friend, but I also really didn't know him that well. I had known him in high school and he was celebrating his 10-year anniversary with his wife and trusted me with zero experience to be able to put together their anniversary trip. Uh, I do remember I made zero dollars on that. I spent 100% of the profits on making his trip just phenomenal. I had no idea what I was doing. The price of admission to starting the industry. <laughs> oh, totally. Like all day. And I firmly believe that when you're guarding your own pocketbook, when you have to open your wallet each time you do something, you get very used to saying no. I think that's a really good philosophy, being able to say no to those things in your normal life. But I believe that the philosophy changes significantly when you start talking about vacations. Because, you know, I've been saying this for years, but the cheapest vacation is no vacation at all. So if your goal is to save money, don't go on vacation because the entire point of a vacation is to spend money to do something that takes you outside of what you normally do. So that's, it. you know, there's so many philosophical things that I look at in terms of this process and what we do in terms of creating a better experience for somebody. Because somebody I knew used to say, I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. And so that really profoundly hit me because I realized that you really only have your memories. I, I like to think about it as like, being able to open people's eyes and show them something that they never expected 
but that will hit them in their head or their heart for their life and that they can share with their family or their loved ones who presumably, hopefully, were there with them. This is the Travel Writer Show on J-Air 88FM in Melbourne. Adelaine Ng is speaking with luxury travel agent Shane Mahoney. I think you've just elevated the uh, job description of a tour operator. I've never even really thought of it in those terms before because you always think of a tour operator as somebody who does just join the dots in terms of you get from point A to point B, this is how you're going to get there, and I'll try to just make that um, transition as smooth as possible, sure. get to your hotel safe, and that's what you worry about, the bare minimum. You know, our, our company motto is the art of what's possible. You want to be able to dive deep into the culture and the people and like get outside of yourself. Being a tour operator is essentially a logistics job, being able to make sure that points A and B line up well. But the truth is, is the art of it is how you do it. And that is everything to do with it. How many people in America have the daily experience of getting into their car and driving for 30 minutes or an hour to a job? So many, right? And so if I put you on vacation and now all I do is start trucking you around in a car or a van or an SUV, your experience is literally the same as your daily life. What if we put you in a P-51 Mustang as you fly over World War I battlefields or a hot air balloon or a train? Oh, I like that idea. To be able to really take you out of all of your daily uh, pressures, stressors in life and show you something completely aside from that. That is the essence of a wonderful travel experience. And that's the whole point of it, really. I mean, Americans have, what, two weeks holiday in a whole year? You'd want to make that count. Yeah. My theory is a lot of Americans, and this is there's nothing bad about this, by the way, but I believe because we have such little time, we're what I call box checkers. You want to say that you've been to Paris, so you go to the Eiffel Tower, check a box. You went to the Louvre, check a box. You Maybe you went to the Orsay, check a box. Okay, I went to Paris. And it's like, you don't realize that there are over 135 museums in Paris alone. There's so many different opportunities to be able to show you something more than what you expect. And forget about checking the boxes Now it's about having a personalized experience that makes sense to you. How do you, I mean, you're a master at um, creating these experiences and everything that you've described so far is amazing, but you have this whole other level experience, which you call the James Bond experience. (laughs) And I just have to find out like, you know, where did that idea even come from? And I'm sure when people hear about it, they're now going, oh, why didn't I think of that before? It is the greatest tour that very few people can ever afford. I will happily dive into that, but I caution that don't think of me as just that. Because honestly, what I would want any listener to take away from this is that we are capable at a much more reasonable budget to provide an experience for you that matters to you versus just some extreme example. So this is top of the line. Absolutely is. And I'm still really happy about it. And I 
I absolutely can't wait to do it, but it's going to take somebody with a phenomenal amount of trust because we're talking about a $1 million, one person, 16 day tour period that at the base, that's what it is. All right. You ready for this? Absolutely. Let's dive in. All right. So ideated and thought of this tour as the culmination of all of my experience and connections. It's designed to be able to take somebody completely outside of everything they've ever known and change them forever. And I thought of the idea after watching the uh, Michael Douglas movie, The Game. That's one on my list, but I have not got around to watching it. Put it on your weekend list and watch that. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie because it really makes you question, is that even possible? One day... I met somebody who watched that movie just like I had and wondered, is that possible? And this particular person just happened to be a professor at University of Central Florida at the time. So he had the method and the mode and the means to be able to put a real test together and say, is this possible? So all of this experience centers around the research that this gentleman did because Otherwise, it doesn't work. There's no magic with this. And what he did is he pioneered a type of acting called interactors. He studied that real actors, when given a script, are great. But as soon as things go off script, not so great. So then he looked at improv actors and he noted that they did better, but not great. And so then he took a subset of improv actors and gave them a deep psychological background and training on what to do to move a story forward, even when the input or the story is ever changing. This is the real center, the gooey chocolate center of the whole James Bond experience, right? Keep that in mind, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. I've got my seatbelt fastened, or do I need it? <laughs> no seatbelt. It's a, it's a, it's a parachute. <laughs> Love that. (laughs) Okay. So one client, all flights on this experience are private jet. So private jet to a U.S. government approved training facility for three days. For during those three days, they would be doing surveillance detection routes, drop training, performance driving techniques, shooting from helicopters, weapons training, all kinds of stuff. This U.S. government contractor currently trains everything from the CIA to the LAPD. Okay. So this is top notch. Okay. Uh, We do have uh, some ex-Navy SEALs that would be able to provide some of the training as well. All right. At the end of the three days, this is just the, just the basic camp, you know, basic training. Uh, We would release custom gadgetry. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that, but custom gadgetry to be able to uh, communications devices and things like that. We release the client back to his normal, his or her, we're totally okay with the Jane Bond, his or her back to their normal life. And sometime within the next month with 24 hours of notice and them packing exactly nothing, we give them notice that it's time to go. Because Bond doesn't get notice that the world is about to end, and neither do you. Where you go is for northern Italy. And for the next eight days, you go on a Hollywood script written, choose your own adventure, live action, role play game 
where you have no idea who are the other actors or what is going on, but the entire story both evolves and revolves around whatever decisions you make. You are there to beat Spectre, presumably. It involves, of course, fast cars, helicopters, suites, you know, the casino night, all the things that you would expect from a great Bond movie are there. All the elements. But essentially, you could go into a coffee shop and order a coffee and have no idea that the barista has been substituted for one of our actors, interactors, and operatives. And so the story can change at any single time. And your job is to react to that in real time with whatever decisions you make. And our job is to go behind you and make that a reality and further the story. At the end of the eight days, once you have defeated Spectre, then we fly you and your significant other, wherever they are in the world, concurrently to the GoldenEye estate in Jamaica, where Sir Ian Fleming originally wrote the books, for an additional five days, all relaxation, all-inclusive, no storyline to be done. You're done with the storyline. This is just uh, hanging out with your loved ones and sharing the story. When you arrive home, a Aston Martin 12-month lease is waiting for you, paid for in full. And sometime later, you are given a video of your entire experience as taken by a U.S. military surveillance team using buttonhole, infrared, night vision, regular cameras, you name it. You get a real highlight reel of what you did, not ever knowing or seeing the cameras that were involved to make that. That is the James Bond experience. That is quite an operation. <laughs> that must have taken, was it months of planning? Maybe more. That is really, really very well thought out. Yeah. Do you have to, I mean, do you need to qualify people for their fitness level and, and things like that just to make sure they're up to speed? So there is a minimum nine month lead time before we can effectually do it. Uh, we would absolutely mandate a series of tests, the testing both physical and mental health. Um, there's a lot of ways that we can take this very, very wild, or we can take it sort of mild, depending upon the heart health and uh, otherwise health of the person, without it being a Disney ride. I don't want a Disney ride. I don't want it to be <laughs> yes. on rails. I don't want it to be like very... I don't think they're paying for a Disney ride. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want something that does, in fact, push boundaries. I think the person who would be taking this must be ready for anything that might happen. That was Adelaine Ng and Shane Mahoney. To hear the extended version of this interview, search for the podcast Upon Arrival using your favorite podcast player. This is The Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.